Hello and welcome listeners to episode 16 of your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast, IRL Game Chat, where we share our most intimate memories and opinions regarding the world of video games as we know it. Yeah! I am your host, Joe Finley, and with me as always, your hip, honorable, and humorous horror game hero, Mr. Luke Shermer. How are you, friend? I like how you mixed up, like, uh, consonants to make them all sound different. It's alliteration, but it doesn't quite... Well, anyway... (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. So, friend I haven't seen in a number of days. How's life? What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Been hanging with a lady friend. All right. Nah. Luke's got a girlfriend. Luke's got a girlfriend. Man, I haven't even heard that since like third grade. Yeah. Way to call that out on yourself. Yeah, I know. I had something for this. I know I did something that I could talk about. Oh, yeah, dude, I watched Indie Game finally for the first time. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, I felt inspired at the end. I really identify with um, Edmund, Mac- Edmund McMillan. Okay. Um, he's a really cool guy. He just the way that he talked about making games, he's, it sounds like it's a very heartfelt experience for him. Right, right, for sure. Um, and I just, I, I love to see their stories. Um, I couldn't believe the level of stress some of these guys went through, like Phil Fish, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, like... I mean, he, he said if he never finished the game, he would actually kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like, holy crap. Like, that is your entire life for that guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. We forget sometimes when we're playing video games that these people aren't just doing a job. A lot of them, this is their soul. This is their being. This is their art. Yeah, it's, their, it's their whole identity almost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was really neat, and it, it really in- inspired me. Um, I'm going to learn how to program video games. I've decided. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, man. That's the way I'm looking at it because it's <laughs> learn not... Learn C Sharp. It, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff to learn because I remember I took databases when I was in college and I mean, I, I shouldn't have been in college at that point. I only went because I thought I was supposed to go and I <laughs> had really had no interest in being there. You know what I mean? Right. I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. really figured out what I wanted to do with myself at that point. So I was just kind mm-hmm. of there and I wasn't into it and uh, it, that stuff was so foreign to me. So it's going to be a real challenge and it's going to be a long journey, but... It's time for me to really. Yeah, step I'm confident up and do that you'll be able to do it, though. Do. If you haven't watched Indie Game, the movie, you can check that out on Netflix. I watched it when it first came out on Netflix. I don't even remember how long ago that was now. I think like a year ago. Yeah, it's almost. still on there. That's, that's but, why uh, I watched it, actually. Yeah, it's very convenient. This Netflix service. <laughs> like the Netflix Leprechaun or something. <laughs> that was totally not an Irish accent. Well, I mean. It, you should check out the Netflix service. In my head, I'm not even gonna try that again. You're wearing you're like really short with like green clothes, <sighs> some like gold, some like bling stuff. Yeah, because leprechauns have bling. Dude, totally. What? You never seen leprechaun in the hood? <laughs> he had tons of bling, man. I suppose if you're considering him, he was, he was like a bling ball. He was more around. like a gremlin than a leprechaun. Yeah, but he had he was like a bling. I can't believe there was a series of horror movies based on leprechauns. Come on, there's gotta be horror <laughs> movies of leprechauns. Why though? What? No. Well, they're like clowns. You know, clowns are are really fun and cool, but they're also really terrifying. I feel like leprechauns are kind of in the clowns. There is a real legitimate phobia of though. Why? That they're well, I don't know why. The brain is crazy, but do you have a fear of clowns? No. (laughs) You sure you just don't want people sending you clown pictures? Hey hey Joe, I found clowns are pretty terrifying. It's like it, like I was gonna say, it scared the living bejesus out of me when I was a child. So if it was a leprechaun, it it wouldn't have freaked you out. No, well, because my only experience with leprechauns as a kid was the guy in the Lucky Charms box. Lucky, yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's pretty chill. He's much nicer than the tricks rabbit. 
who's always stealing people's tricks. Yeah, he's like, tricks are for kids, and then he just steals your... And then it's like, well, who are they for? Yeah. For you, you hoarding, <laughs> greedy bastard? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand your logic. You're just a thief in disguise. Uh, yeah. So, barreling off topic. <laughs> Nonsense. This is... Uh, we're discussing very important things. Seriously. In the life of Joe Finley, uh, the last week has been pretty cool. I had a job interview. Awesome. Yay. That's an update from last week where I told people it was fruitless or futile or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> some, some awful word of despair. Yeah. Just... No, I had a, a really awesome interview that I think went really well. Good. I won't know until the end of this week, maybe next week, if I get a second interview. Yeah, so. soon, I think, because I think we talked about that like... Well, you and I talked about it a couple of days ago, and I thought it was supposed to be this week sometime. Did it get pushed back? No, I just, I you, I haven't talked to you. I had the interview yesterday. I'm just saying I might have a second interview. Oh, okay. We're not talking about the little then, right? Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, okay. Never mind. I guess I'm out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, you just haven't been around since I had it yesterday. After It was only like 36 hours ago I had the interview. Yeah, so. that's true. It's been a while <laughs> since I It hasn't to been a while. About his job searches. We've sung that song like three times in 15 episodes. We need better songs in our repertoire. <laughs> we need better songs. Well, uh, for Finley, you'll get better music. <laughs> That's one way to think about it. So, Luke, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I, I had kind of a weird... Well, it, it was a weird night, really. I was trying to play Amnesia and Machine for Pigs. And I have this weird issue where if I install the game and play it, it's fine. And then if I try to load it up again, none of the sound works or like half of the sound works. Right. You were telling me that. And I was going on a form to try and figure out how to do it and no one was responding. So I uninstalled the game, Those reinstalled bastards. it, and it worked. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they're so unhelpful. <laughs> so uh, I was reinstalling it and it was going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. I'm going to look at what else I have. And I found that they had doorways, which I had wanted to play a while back. And it just come out the previous day. So I loaded it up. It scared the absolute bejesus out of me for like five minutes. It's really creepy, like the ring style creepy. Right. And then it just got really boring. Yeah. So I stopped playing it. And I was sitting there and I was like, I want to play Dragon's Crown, but I don't have a PS3. You did search for it to see if you could download it to your computer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, and then I uh, was looking through my backlog on Steam, and I found that I had Bastion, which my brother had bought for me for my birthday back in April. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to play this. And Bastion is awesome. It is. Awesome, awesome. Lots of fun. It's funny that you're just playing it now. I know. What? There's a lot of stuff that I really need to get caught up on. Like, you know, what, five months ago your brother bought it for you? It, yeah. It's and it's, just been at chilling. that point, it was already an old game. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, I played that on the PC, and then I've been playing more DMC. I finally hit a level in DMC that took me probably four hours worth of attempts to get the triple S rank on Nephilim difficulty. Oh, wow. Okay. It was really hard. And it's weird, because the rest of the levels are not like that. Hmm. You can play somewhat mediocre and still get a triple S rank. This level, I had to play absolutely perfect. It was so hard, I had to go online to figure out certain strategies to fight um, certain kinds of, uh, oh, of, of enemies on the level. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it was neat because I ended up learning more about the skill sets that I had and the, and the weapons that I had and how they can be used in conjunction with each other. Right. And so once I kind of had, had that knowledge, um, I, I, just, I played around with it for hours and hours, and I finally got to a point where I was like mastering each section of this level i'm wondering then 
if that's what you're saying this one level is if maybe that is the only thing that's like reminiscent of the combat in the old game probably that's For, what i'm forcing thinking. you to understand how to combine all of these things together in your arsenal absolutely it was incredibly frustrating like to the point of anger at at, at, at times because one little screw up and like you got to start the whole level again right but by the time i was done and i did it it was so satisfying that i wished all of the levels were were uh were like that to right. give it that that really well if every level was like that you may not have been quite as thrilled if you had to look up every level online maybe okay then maybe like beyond the first three or four right you know or at least scaling the difficulty and forcing you to do these things earlier on but to make it so that you can basically breeze through the game and then suddenly have to have an advanced understanding of things it was that's a not bad the way to skill do it. jump yeah really bad skill jump yeah that's not the way to do it and the levels beyond that are now Beyond. not even <laughs> are now not even that difficult. So I think that mm. they just kind of made a mistake in making it that hard. And I kind of wish that they had done it right and made the game a little bit more difficult. Or maybe so. that was designed pre all the changes to the franchise. And so that was like the this is the last game in the new game. And then yeah, maybe I don't know. Who knows? I'll look it up. Maybe yeah. there's some interesting gabs of news can you even say gabs. that i don't even you can say gobs 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 yeah. sounds more to me like a like a volley uh, i was you know, gonna like say gob. but at the same time i don't ever think that there could be interesting gobs of anything when i say gobs i think of, yeah, it's like yeah like a lump of something yeah sitting there all gross probably and slimy and festering oh oh yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so so what have you been playing joe uh well Let's see. So I've been playing NHL 14 a ton, obviously. Word. I am in my be a pro or what they call live the life now in this game. I'm living the life, bro. Living I'm the dream. a number of weeks in. My team is terrible. And I'm playing for the Halifax Mooseheads, which if you're a hockey fan, you should know. Between McKinnon and Druin, it should be a winning team. But I'm okay. on, on my line, I'm sitting there with Druin, who went top five in the actual draft. Oh, and, okay. And I still can't get any GD help from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's useless. This, the, the AI does not aid you in that way because you're in the CHL, so you're like 16 years old and it's supposed to be like dumb hockey. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to advance and my coach keeps yelling at me for things that are not my fault. So that gets frustrating. And you want to blame the team, and then the coach yells at you more. Yeah, I can't. I can't blame the team because I need to build my rep right. with the team so that people like me. I don't even know what those numbers do yet. I just know that that's important. Right. You want people to like you, but yeah. I have no idea how that's associated with my character or the development of anything. I have a feeling it'll play toward my drafting. Like maybe I'll go higher in the draft because people are like, "We like him." I don't know. That's right. weird, though. That doesn't have any impact in real life. So yeah, it's like a like meter. What? Yeah. I, <laughs> like me on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess the biggest news for what I've been gaming, I finished GTA today. Wow. Really? Yeah. That was quick. It was, well. Because you were like doing a lot of side stuff, right? Yeah. I plugged like 45 hours into it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in a week. I've had nothing to do but play Doug's copy in his room. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. He just bought it and then went to work. Basically, he had to work doubles like multiple days. Mm. Um, so what'd you think? Well, okay. It's hard for me to really rate this game. Okay. Because first of all, I 
there are so many things about it that are so incredibly perfect and so well tailored that I I can't even think of a game that trumps it. Really? In its draw distance, visually, there is no game yet, period, known to man, that is as impeccable and as well performed as this game. And that's obvious while you're playing it. The fact that you can fly a jet, you know, 30,000 feet up and look down and see the entire city. And it's not like textures are slowly popping in or buildings aren't there in the distance. Like right. it just looks hazy because you're above the smog. Like it's the, the game is so well put together. And I mean, they have the advantage of 200 plus million dollars in development and like a <laughs> yeah. five to six year life or a development cycle. Right. So Obviously, they have the resources and the time to make everything so perfect. It's the AAA of AAAs, really. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a cultural phenomenon, which is why it's on everyone's mind right now, which is why everyone's talking about it, which is why we have things to say about it shortly. But yeah, as far as the character development, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked the characters I thought I wouldn't like. Like from the trailer, I thought I would appreciate Franklin to a point. But more so, I figured that Michael would be my main grab for everything, if I could. The game is segmented in a way that you really play through each other's stories. It's not like you just choose a character to do whatever. I mean, you can do that when there are objectives that anyone can do. But that is fairly rare because everyone has their own kind of linear story that happens to cross paths multiple times. Right. That being said... There it is. <laughs> um, You've hit your quota. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, right? <laughs> you won. I remember before the game came out, Alan was talking to me about the game. I think it was during the live stream of the reveal. And okay. I was talking to him live while watching it live. So I was just sending him a stream of my consciousness. Like, oh, that's interesting. What the hell? Why is that there? And, and you know, he was just like laughing along the way and like <laughs> being amused by my reactions on the fly. Uh-huh. And I kept talking about how Trevor just seemed bland. Like he's just some redneck weirdo. Who's just, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to associate with him or really appreciate whatever's been done for his character. Mm-hmm. But I realized throughout the course of the game that he is really the reason that I like that game. I mean, I like the game for lots of reasons. He is the reason that I love the game because he is the epitome of everything that I find to be the most incredible aspects of the game which is how it is a complete parody of today's culture and western culture as it stands yeah he's the guy that's always pointing out what's wrong with society and what's wrong with the fact that we live on our cell phones and what's wrong with the immense amount of detail that's been put into this world to make us constantly laugh at what really exists in our world it's just it's so postmodern that it's just it's a more postmodern masterpiece than community. <laughs> I would say that it in the video game world, it is community, basically. Uh-huh. It is everything that every video game has ever aspired to be rolled into one okay. and makes fun of and identifies with that. Between scenes where Michael talks about how his son just sits around and plays this stupid video game every day. <laughs> and you know, like there I did walk in for that part. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, there are so many moments in that game that when you think about it outside of the game itself, it just it makes you chuckle and it makes you realize the amount of care that's been put into it. Between the radio announcers and, and what they say about the industries in town and what the stock uh, market calls each individual company. Yeah. So uh, I know, saw some of those pretty funny. Yeah, everything is just it really is it's a it's a contemporary masterpiece. Nice. And 
it is loaded with subtext and meaning that is far beyond what most people will understand from this game for sure mm. they'll see it as just like a goofball kind of thing but for someone that has like a deeper mind they can really see where each character sits and the way that they perceive things and the way that even, maybe even the developers feel about certain things i'm too. sure yeah of course i mean it, it sounds like you know um the things you're talking about were pretty deliberate in the uh in, in in the crafting of the game yeah you know so i'm sure they're all there for a reason yeah and i mean but it's every side it's not like there's one viewpoint it takes shots at the the upper class the middle class the lower class the homeless the freaks the crazy people the mm. rich people everyone no one is safe so it's not tailoring blame to one to one in, in saying like this is what's wrong with right society. right it's saying like here's all the things that we all do that are crappy yeah it's it's more like saying this is society and how everything is just bad huh. and it kind of paints like a desolate kind of image of the world and life but, but it's a really interesting way for a gta game to be approached i feel yeah. like because in you know i mean in the past this game well this series arguably has gotten the most heat from the media yeah, absolutely. You know, saying this game is what's wrong with society, but now they're saying, actually, we're going to show you what's wrong with society in this next game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they did, and I, <laughs> that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, it's, uh, man, I'll give it like an official rating next week because I still have a ton of extra things that I haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. And there are multiple endings, and the game will end much differently depending on the choices you make. Oh, okay. Uh, which I didn't think there would be much to the choosing. Most of it comes down toward the end of the game. But there are little things like, I don't know, I never called my wife to hang out with her. Every time I opened my phone and went over her name, it would give me the option to hang out. And I would be like, Ugh. man, Michael's just not interested with hanging out with his wife. I'm sorry. I hung out with my son and my daughter any chance I got. Uh -huh. I hung out with my friends. I went to different activities, club, the strip club, golfing, played darts, like the dumbest things ever. Like I just, I, I did them and they all felt fun and the conversations that the characters had it didn't feel like it was like shoehorned you know they uh -huh. all they all had something to say and something to talk about that made the game just more immersive and then the little little things like i said that or like when you go to into therapy they give you the option to either accept what the therapist is saying or basically completely call him on his bullshit or whether or not it is bullshit you know but say right. like will you accept his guidance or not you know uh-huh and I don't know how that really played into my game. I still haven't figured that all out. But I want to get, I, I want to, I don't know if I'm going to try and platinum this game. That's a lot. And there's a lot of collectibles and a lot of Easter eggs. But hey, I said go for it. Uh, it's it's going to be a haul for sure. I mean, because yeah, I, I, I spent so much time like wasting time. How I'm, far along are you with the trophies? I have no idea. I haven't even taken a look. Mm. All I know is that this afternoon I did the last heist and then beat the game. Sweet. It was so, like posting to Facebook, you're done. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> that's neat. And like it just set it over my mini map. So, my big question for you, and maybe we don't have time to cover it in this episode, but okay. you've said so many great things about this game. And the question on my mind is, how do you compare it to The Last of Us? Because that was a game that you had said was the absolute best game you'd ever played ever. Yeah. And that's wherein lies the problem with me trying to review this right now. I mean, granted, it's still fresh in my mind. So I feel like that kind of influences the way I'm thinking about it. Like I'm right. always going to be looking at it positively because I just finished having fun with it a few hours ago. Uh -huh. You know, uh, it's it's a discussion that's happened a lot through the media. 
through IGN, through uh, I think Joystick and Kotaku both mentioned it at some point that like people are, you know, like, oh, which one's the better 10, quote unquote, you know, because right. they're both supposed to be 10s. It's hard to say. And I will cover that next week for sure. Okay. Because there's a lot for me to like break that down uh-huh. when, I, when I do that. Because I haven't actually reviewed the last of us with our rating system right so maybe i'll do that next week too are you going to review with the rating system for gta 5 <laughs> yeah i'll do that next week yeah okay so and i thought about doing it for nhl but i th- think i'll wait because i want to do an entire sports episode i i have plans we i have, have plans we, i will discuss them with you and we shall decide how to move forward with these plans <laughs> <laughs> i feel so evil right now yes Decidedly evil. (laughs) (laughs) So, on to our games loot segment. Nothing new for games for gold. Nothing nothing really. Well, well, I mean, it's the middle of the month. It's it's the last half of the month. I mean, right. Not until the first. Cool. Is anything new? Yeah. Not for free. Uh, On PlayStation Plus, you can get Rayman Legends for your PS Vita free this week. Are you sure it's Rayman Legends? Is this for free or is it Rayman Origins? Said I copied and pasted. Wow. Okay. Kind of wish I had a video. Yeah, right? (laughs) Also, there are a lot of things on sale on the PlayStation Network right now. We have Limbo down to $12. Worms Revolution is $7.50. And Lone Survivor, the director's cut, a cross-buy enabled psychological adventure game for PS Vita and PS3, meaning that if you buy one, you get both copies. Uh, is on sale for eleven sixty nine. So hmm. you should check that out. By the way, that is a new release that I'm actually pretty interested in, and uh, I will post a link to the trailer because I think everyone should take a look at it. It's interesting for sure. Sony is also offering a ten dollar credit with every fifty dollars you spend on the PlayStation Network. So with all those sales that are going on right now, and the ability to pre-order things that are coming up in the future, now is the best time to be getting anything on PSN. That's pretty awesome. It's like saving 20% of everything. Yeah. And especially when you consider that a lot of these games are like, like Limbo is $12. So if you get a full game for $2, you get Limbo. Yeah. Um, And that's totally worth it. I was thinking about Limbo today. I love that game. I got played again. Yeah. I played it on PC and then on my Xbox. Great. Which did you like it more on? Probably PC. Okay. I think keys are better for movement in a game like that. Interesting. As opposed to analog stick, you know? Huh. It just feels more snappy. Like, you push the button, you go. It's not like you got to lean a stick. You know, it's it's much quicker. Not like yeah. that game is very frenetic. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's how I feel. I feel like some games, I like that, but it takes me out of the experience using keys because then it feels very rigid and robotic to me. Interesting. I can see that. Like some things like Limbo in particular, being that it's not, you know, a really hectic platformer of sorts that, you know, you're right. It's not very frenetic. You're not, right. you know, going crazy to make the right decision at the right time. I feel like the joystick allows it to have kind of a feel to it, you know? Yeah, I can see that. However, uh, Sony is performing maintenance on the PSN by the time this releases between 1.15 PM and 7.15 PM Eastern Standard Time. So, you probably won't be able to download any of these when this goes live. But Aww. after that, go ahead. Yeah. As far as new releases, we have FIFA 14. 
I know you're not much of a soccer guy. I used to play soccer back in the day. I actually play a lot of soccer. Oh, really? I just don't play sports games. Oh, okay. You know, so. Wow. Interesting. Good to know. I did not even, some, how did I not know you played soccer? Okay. I don't know. I played tons of soccer. Tons of tons soccer. Tons and tons of tons soccer. Tons and tons. Well, we're Crushing going. Crushing weight worth of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the sports episode that I keep talking about, I'm going to refer to our good friend and listener, Dan Boynton, who is still currently a soccer player. He still plays and uh, he's a goalie. So he's going to. Tough ch- position. Chirp in on his opinions of FIFA 14. Awesome. Okay. So. Also, we have Pro Evolution Soccer 2014, but I mean, wow, rough, by the way, because it's uh, having some online issues. Apparently, a patch can't be downloaded by Xbox 360 users, which is like keeping them from going online and things. Fun. At the launch of FIFA 14, that is not what you want your competitor to be doing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Fail. Uh, We also have Arma 3 on Steam. Great reviews. For those of you that are interested in a real military simulation and not a first-person shooter, if you like Call of Duty, don't get Arma. You'll be bored to death. Yes. Also, it may be too complicated for you. (laughs) Oh. But in the event that you are a PC user and are interested in Arma 3, I would love to hear your opinions. I've read a ton of reviews, and if I had a gaming rig available right now, I would definitely be playing it. Hopefully, I can get our buddy Greg to chime in on that one. Uh, also, yeah, it, yeah. also we have Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and Foul Play, both available on XBLA and Steam. You should check out both those. They're both very interesting games. I will leave trailers for in the description. Links, links. Links, links. As far as the stat chat goes, we got some awesome ones. Stat chat! Stat chat! So GTA V, the beast of a game that that game is. The debut UK sales topped all other GTA launches combined. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not really that surprising when you hear the rest of the numbers. So in the UK, it sold 1.7 million copies in a day, 2.2 million copies in a whole week. It's the UK's fastest selling game ever. Yeah, I bet. It sold 15 million copies worldwide and made $800 million in 24 hours and a billion dollars in three days. Yeah, this is something <laughs> that, I mean, we're looking at a game that might rival like Avatar and Titanic. It's already That's beaten it. That's unreal. It broke every record ever for every release of anything. It's made more money in a week than anything ever in pop culture. Down the line, I'm curious if this game might actually beat every movie that's ever come out. That would be an incredible milestone. It's possible. I mean, the the other thing to consider too is that by releasing it right now, they made the best decision because right now is when everyone that's going to own this this gen of consoles already has one. Yep. You know, and if you don't, there's a bundle with it. Yep. So uh, you know, it's it's just cashing in on the perfect opportunity to release to the biggest user base of ever for any game. Of ever. You know, I mean, when you think about it, if any game that was really, really big did this at this time, it could probably make these numbers as well. I mean, there are things yeah. about GTA that obviously garner a crowd already without it having to oh, yeah. do well, anything. But GTA. Yeah, because it already has a fan following. Yeah, incredible, incredible numbers. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really exciting. Just to see video games come this far. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we look back 20 years, you know, yeah, like a bunch of people had Nintendos and whatever. But 
nothing like this. Well, it's crazy too because I was going back through. I decided to look up to see what were the best-selling games of all time, and it's hard to say because yeah, they sold 2.2 million copies in a week. You know, there were games that for Nintendo, the original Nintendo, that sold two million copies. Huh. But then well, again, that's over the lifespan of the Nintendo. This is in a week. Yeah. And yeah. that's not counting people that are going to pick it up like six months from now. You yeah, know? or a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you yeah, know, this is going to be the only GTA for X amount of years, right. which could be five, six, seven, or and somewhere GTA in there. And with GTA Online coming out, I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like people are going to be playing this until the next game comes out. Probably. Well, I don't know. We've got the next gen coming up in such craziness. I mean, this is only... Once the next gen hoopla Frenzy. hits... Wow, I'm, using, frenzy, I'm using the dumbest words ever tonight. <laughs> um, but You're awesome. I'm running the gamut with stupidity tonight. My lexicon is failing me. Oh, no. But yeah, I think that there will be sufficient distractions for people that are even into this. I mean, I was playing The Last of Us multiplayer thinking there was nothing that was going to make me stop it altogether. But I have not played uh-huh. it since GTA came out. Right. Period. It's just not even a thought. Last of Us multiplayer or continue GTA. <laughs> That's hands down. It's a no brainer. You know. Uh-huh. So, also we have new. <laughs> what is wrong I, with you today? <laughs> what is what is happening to me? Oh, uh, brains do too much coffee. You're scrambled. <laughs> I think it's just. Well, I've been up since like seven a.m. Oh, so. snap. Yeah, that's a long time to be awake. Yeah, you seem awake though. You're just like it's the coffee. Can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> I'm physically here. I'm on a podcast where I can't podcast. <laughs> yes, that's very productive and good for recording purposes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Mist is 20 years old today. Wow! Happy birthday! Yeah, Mist. Holy cow! It's a long time. I was definitely playing that when I was a kid. Uh, I played it a little bit, and then I opened up a drawer, and there was a skull inside. And I freaked out. And never played it again. <laughs> Really? True story. That's uh, funny. Wait, how far in is a skull? I don't even remember there being a skull that early on. You must have been playing for a while. It freaked me out. Do you remember though, what man? age it was in? Ran down the hallway by clicking. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I was I was a tyke. Mm. In case you didn't know, Mist was the best-selling PC game of all time until 2002, when The Sims beat it. Holy crap! Yeah. Because I mean, came out in what late eighties, early nineties. What missed twenty years ago? Oh, okay. <laughs> what is wrong? What is wrong with me? Nineteen ninety three. So for nine years. Yeah. But um, I I was surprised by that number, but then I thought about it and I was like, okay, so it's the best selling PC game until two thousand two. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, well, there weren't that many freaking PCs out there. Right. I mean, how many of my friends were lucky enough to have a PC and game on it in the 90s when we were like not even 10? Not many. In fact, for that matter, I didn't even play Myst on a PC. I had friends that did, but I played it on Sega Saturn, huh. which wonder, um, was, of course, a bastardized version. I mean, all of them were. The true experience and the best experience was on PC. Right. Where did um, World of Warcraft fall in line? Because that must have trumped them. You can't even put it in the numbers. It doesn't sit on that chart Mm. because it's a subscription service. So you can't actually count uh, like true sales numbers and revenue. Oh, okay. It now sits at 11th on that list with 6 million copies sold total for PC. World of Warcraft? 
<laughs> no, missed. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, WoW definitely outsold it then. Well, right, but then again, yeah. people had PCs available to them by then. Right. I mean, the thing about Mist that I forget because, I mean, this is 20 years ago. I don't remember 20 years ago. This was before people had computers with CD-ROMs that this game came out. CD-ROMs oh, yeah. weren't standardized yet. In fact, when I went back to look up Mist's debut, they actually heralded Mist as being the game that pushed people to buy CD-ROMs. Okay. Yeah. I remember when CD-ROMs were like a brand, brand new thing. And my uncle, who was big into computers, brought over like a demo disc and plugged the CD-ROM in and then showed this, not like a video game, but like what, it, it was like a demo, you know, of, okay. of what could be it was like a demo in a video reel. game. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like freaking out about how, how awesome it looked. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. Memories. And so, yeah, Mist basically, I mean, it's... It sits at 11th now. It'll get buried eventually, but it has to be remembered because a lot of you know people speculate that gaming wouldn't be what it is today if Mist never came out because people wouldn't have bought CD-ROMs. And so the for ability sure. for other games to blow up would never have happened. Yeah, and the industry that, would uh, be so different. Yeah, like and you know, like Mist is a game that um, I feel like people who weren't gamers could get into. Because it was such a cool kind of like an exploration tale. Yeah, yeah, to a point. I mean, I like I knew people like when I was playing Mist, I knew people that were like 30, 40 years older than me who were like, "Oh, I have Mist. Yeah, that game is really fun." Yeah, you know. So it was just kind of neat. It, it kind of bridged that gap. Right. At the same time, half the reason why those were the people you were talking to about it were because they were the people with computers. Yeah. Computers were really expensive <laughs> and know, not true. commonplace. You know. Yeah. Like when I think back to all my friends that had computers back in the day, we installed everything via floppy disk back right. then. And played it, it, like you had like Galaga. five to eight floppies that you had to insert disk three. Okay. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so happy birthday, Mist. That's awesome. Uh, apparently, there were like five sequels. And uh, really? huh. I, I only ever played Riven. One of them? Yeah. Yeah. And the, all of them past that are Mist in a Roman numeral. Mm didn't even know. Sorry that I didn't pay attention afterwards. But I did love you back in the day. I played sorry. you a lot with my friends. Last stat to mention, now that we've gone on way too long in the stat chat, is uh, IGN uh, did a top 25 Xbox 360 and Wii U games. And can you guess what they named number one for Xbox 360 and Wii U? No. Okay. Why don't you take a guess? What, what do you think might be the best Xbox 360 game? Minecraft. That's my guess. It's not an Xbox 360 game. It just happens to be on the console. You're talking about an exclusive? Well, it doesn't have to be an exclusive, but it has to at least originally have been an exclusive. I, I really don't understand this question. Okay. <laughs> okay, Gears of War? I don't know. Well, that's, that's in the list. It's uh -huh. in the top 25. The It's actually, uh, they voted Mass Effect Trilogy, the compilation. Oh, of course. So, um, yeah. which... They said, you know, once again, they, they said in the video, they were like, well, it's kind of a cheat, but not really because it was originally intended and be started as uh, an exclusive. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember um, this was a few years ago. I uh, went to Best Buy to pick up a few games when um, I think I couldn't get online with StarCraft 2 or something like that. And I was looking for Mass Effect 1 because, you know, they had Mass Effect 2 for PC. And I was like combing through. I'm like, where's Mass Effect 1? 
Yeah. So, you know, I talked to the guys like, yeah, they don't have it. It's only for Xbox. Back then, I didn't have one. So, so you have a history of asking people for games that don't (laughs) exist on the platform that you're asking for. And then games that I buy and then don't play. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. So the uh, top Xbox 360 game is a game that you've accomplished probably about 40% of of one game of the trilogy. I got that far in it? I would say so. Yeah. You're joking. (laughs) <laughs> well it is just the first game yeah you know? i feel like i didn't make any headway at all like i i mean you know for how massive ma- for how massive mass effect is well i, I mean it's it's, it's one of those things because i you could say that that's a lot like a gta like sandbox game in the same way you know it's like i completed gta but did i complete gta oh no, so there's you mean tons like of properties wise. to buy yeah, uh, yeah 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 but oh, you're okay. easily like close to halfway through that game as far as the storyline goes oh okay well Maybe I will finish it someday. <laughs> maybe, or maybe you should just play one of the like five copies that you have of Mass Effect Two <laughs> just to understand why it's hey, so awesome. Hey, I only have four. Okay. <laughs> and the top Wii U game, which I guess is no surprise, we're only a year into the life cycle of the Wii U. Pikmin mm-hmm. Three. Right. So. Yeah, I, I would like to play that. I yeah. just would not like to buy a Wii U. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that before. I would like to have a Wii U. I just don't want to pay for one. Right. Right. As far as this week's Wee Woes go, put your serious hat on. Okay. Because unfortunately, it's not sad news. It's not silly news. Yep. Uh, Let's do it. Mr. Hiroshi Yamauchi, I believe it's pronounced, the former president of Nintendo, has passed away at the age of 85. No way. Yes. It's, uh, It's interesting, by the way, going back through his history in the company and everything so okay so he used to be president of nintendo but the craziest part about his entire progress with nintendo is that he's the third president of nintendo and he first assumed the position in 1949 okay so there were That's two way older than I there thought. were two presidents of nintendo or well there was one, there was a president of nintendo before 1949 and there was one that succeeded him when he stepped down a few years ago in 2002 Okay. So under his leadership, they entered the electronics industry. Mm-hmm. So if it weren't for him, Nintendo would would have just continued to put out like toys and things. Okay. It was his idea to take a stab at like electronic gaming. Right. In the first place. So he's a real innovator. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of those things. It's like is Steve Jobs an innovator? I can't really say he's an innovator. He just urged a company to make an industry happen you know well, what i mean built suicide nets and then suicide <laughs> bars at foxconn so that's got to be some level of innovation oh, no <laughs> sorry yeah yeah if you buy apple you're a scumbag just kidding but yeah so i mean when it comes to hiroshi i guess i could say he's an innovator but at the same time it was really him telling the company as president you're going to start doing these things i want us to go in this direction and then right. they did it like did he program anything himself no did he build anything himself no he just led he just right led the company. he led the charge of nintendo creating an industry really because if it weren't for nintendo who knows if games would even be popular or nearly as big as they are today oh yeah sure i mean that became one of the first household names after atari really you know i mean it was let's play nintendo that was what people talked about yeah and even then atari wasn't even that big you know, it didn't have an install base like Nintendo ended up yeah, with. Yeah, no, nowhere close. Yeah. 
So, sadly, uh, he will be missed. Those are some serious wee woes. Yeah, I know. Man, I, I feel all crap. I mean, on the plus side, you know, he was 85. He led a tremendous life. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Good so, for him. And on that note, Nintendo, quote unquote, has no plans to sell the Seattle Mariners stake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that sounds completely irrelevant, but while researching this man who passed away, I learned Hiroshi Yamauchi, he was considered the the Mariners uh, titular, titular owner. <laughs> you said tit. However you say that. <laughs> So he was credited with saving baseball in Seattle when he became the majority owner of the Seattle Mariners in 1992. So this man has done crazy things in his lifetime, by the way. Mm, I missed all uh, of those um, thinking about tits. Yeah. Um, and so apparently they, the owner was just was about to sell the team when he just came in and saved Seattle baseball. This Nintendo president. <laughs> Man, he's, this guy's like an American hero. <laughs> yeah, right? Apple pie and baseball, bitch. Um, and then in 2004, he transferred the team ownership to Nintendo of America. And so, yeah, they're they're going to hold on to it regardless of the fact that, I guess, Yamauchi was like the owner, I guess, technically. That's cool. So it's kind of irrelevant, but not really. I just thought that was a, a cool extra point in that man's life to bring up. Yeah, plus it's neat that like the company is honoring him in that way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. In the news we care about, we obviously had TGS last week. Mm-hmm. And TGS brought us many awesome things. We saw lots and lots of gameplay. We saw whether it was actual gameplay or not. We saw lots of trailers as well. Uh, specifically, I will just go through them real quick. We saw a lot of D4, the new sweary title with his uh, Access Studio. Mm-hmm. It's D4 actually stands for, by the way, Dark Dreams Don't Die. Oh, yes, there are four Ds in that. Yes. Which, when I first saw D4, I was like, is this like D? No, no, it's not. It's <laughs> nothing like that. Yeah. People are talking about it as if it's going to be the first game that Connect is really going to make shine mm-hmm. and vice versa. Oh, okay. It's going to make Connect shine in the way that Swery has made this game kind of interactive. And Sweet. It's interesting. It's just as wacky and over the top, just with a much less psychotic lead character i guess <laughs> oh, well that's always less fun but, yeah you know, whatever. <laughs> i mean he's he still gets into crazy stuff he's just not literally out of his mind and dealing with like supernatural things in his head okay but it's just as wacky and you can still tell that sweary definitely has his name written all over it so that seemed really cool sweet dark souls 2 we saw some gameplay footage from that oh god uh <laughs> more frustrating times ahead <laughs> i thought it was interesting by the way that they revealed that they retained the Havoc physics engine from the first game. So the physics engine hasn't been updated at all. Oh, okay. It is the exact same engine that was used in the first game. Really, all of the update and work that's been done to it is for visual and graphic fidelity. I appreciate that. I felt that the graphical quality of Dark Souls was uh, a little bland. Yeah, for sure. That was kind of one of the reasons why I stopped playing it was because there wasn't enough to draw me in mm-hmm. beyond how hard it was. Yeah. And I just kind of got bored because I'm like, what am I playing this game for? I, I don't feel like there's anything really neat coming around the corner, you know? Right. So I just kind of like, meh. Meanwhile, it has become a, I mean, past a cult classic at this point. It has become a, it has a true following because of 
what people are saying might be that it has the most perfect controls. Perfect being complicated, not easy, maybe even frustratingly hard, Mm -hmm. but that the combat was so finely tuned that they didn't even want to touch that aspect of it so much. Oh, so you mean this is people's opinions of the first game? Yes. Okay, they're bringing in the second game, yeah. Yeah. The uh, interesting thing about the second one, the biggest difference is that now to illuminate an area you have to carry a torch and carrying a torch means you're putting away your defenses to actually equip a torch so you can see the room that you're in and from what i've been told it's worth keeping in mind everything you see when you have that torch with you because you may have to come back through that gigantic room later without your torch and that might be uh, difficult if you don't remember what the room looked like in the layout of things. Uh, like okay. story elements, you may lose it. It may just, I don't know, whatever happens, uh-huh. there are ways for you to not have a torch. So there will be okay. moments where you will then have to go completely off of memory of how the room was laid out and things like that. Okay. You know, if they put more personality into this game, I'll definitely play it. It seems like they're definitely doing that. Because that was, that was, and you know, I mean, like I said, that, that was what drew me away from it was it wasn't enough that it was just super challenging. Like it was so challenging that um, I almost felt like it was a robotic game because, right. there, because there was nothing beyond the challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. really what all the, all the game was. Yeah. It was like very, very bland and very, I guess bleak is the way to put it. You know, it was kind yeah, it of was pretty bleak. It, it was meant to just focus on gameplay mechanics more yeah. than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one, it looks like just a more beautiful rendering of the first game in a lot of ways. Okay, but that looks pretty cool. I'm yeah. pretty interested. It is going to get a beta on PS3 for all of you PS3 owners out there. So that is worth keeping in mind. Next game on the list: Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, The Phantom Pain. Whatever you want to call this thing. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm I in I don't know. You sound like Captain Kirk with an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> it was gameplay footage. It was awesome gameplay footage. So we saw some daytime missions, we saw some nighttime missions. We saw first of all how incredibly stunning that Fox engine is. Its level of detail is just it, it looks real. There was a point where he was looking at his map and off in the distance, there's an American flag waving and the way that it hits the wind and moves, it was so fluid. Yeah. It just, for a second there, you forget that that is just a bunch of pixels that are programmed to move together. You know, it's just so well, well, well done. Um, There's been a lot of heat involving that game considering uh, Kojima announced that he was making his characters a little more erotic quote-unquote or ridiculous (laughs) which maybe wasn't exactly the right words to use if you were hoping not to create a backlash of sorts you Uh know um (laughs) so you know then you had the halo dev called the character design quote-unquote disgusting and then kojima coming back and saying that there's a reason for her dressing the way she does what that is we will have to find out by playing the game i suppose but maybe it's to sell copies of the game <laughs> uh seems like the only reason i can think of i well i'm sure there's he's come up with something whether it's ham-fisted or not well only time will tell well you see part of her character she's a soldier but she's also a big whore <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um so he yeah he addressed his concerns over twitter which are poorly translated and 
I feel like he should just have a coach for using Twitter at this point, just so he, he doesn't get yelled at again. Because yeah. saying erotic, he didn't mean to say erotic. He just said erotic because that was the his translation of what he was trying to say. Uh-huh, you know, right. uh, not that she isn't more erotic, but he didn't mean right. to say it in that way to set people off. But uh, something that I did think that was pretty funny. Um, it spurned uh, some sexy fan art depicting snake in like lingerie and things. <laughs> so I will put a link that's to good. that because that's pretty hilarious. Links, links. Then as far as Sony is concerned, Sony had a lot to say. So I'll just rattle through them real quick. So first they confirmed that the PlayStation 4 will support gesture and voice control via the PlayStation camera, the eye, which dare I say I don't care. I mean, I'm not terribly interested, but... You said, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but who knows? We'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, I've never been interested in the Kinect, but then again, the Kinect 2.0 is supposed to have some incredible features that... Yeah, I'm interested in this new Kinect. You know, it's it's hard to judge a camera by its cover. No, that doesn't work. But um, <laughs> judging by past like mistakes anyway. in the industry... <laughs> Uh, it's you can't judge a camera by its lens. Yeah, How about yeah, that? yeah exactly. Um, you can't judge a camera by its aperture setting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So we'll have to see how that pans out. As far as the PlayStation camera goes, we got to see hands-on time with the Playroom, which looked pretty cool, actually. And we've yeah. mentioned this a few times that people seem to be really, really into it. I mean, especially considering Double Fine is doing the DLC. Hell yeah, double fun so, all the way. They're awesome. Yeah, double fun. Woo-woo. Everything I've ever made has been awesome. Indeed. So I'm looking forward to that. Including something else we will talk about shortly. They uh, showed off the Vita TV, showed off the streaming of it, and talked about Gaikai finally giving us some more solidified details. It's true. Gaikai will be streaming old games. By old, I mean PlayStation 3 games to Vita and PlayStation 4. And also Vita TV. Yes. So <laughs> that means that there's a chance that within a year you could play all these PlayStation 3 titles that you want through PlayStation 4 and through the Vita TV even without a PlayStation. That's really cool. What I want to be able to do is play Medieval on my PS4. <laughs> yeah, it's going to play all of the original like PSX and PS2 games as well. So that'll be cool. Oh. You're joking. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, seriously. Because I remember there it's was only one backlog. model of the PS3 that uh, was backwards compatible. Yeah. Like, the, like the original one that came out, mm-hmm. which had all a slew of other problems. But... That's sweet. That's because, exciting. Because of all of this, of course, that's why we get the number that says it's going to launch with 1,300 titles. Well, that's because it's all like backlog for most people. But yeah. it's cool that through Vita TV, you'll be able to play all of these games. I would like there to be a way for... Sony to implement trophies into older games. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, it's just so it's complicated. It's so it's much work. Because it would be so much work that yeah. they wouldn't see any money from. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, like, Millions of dollars would be poured into making yeah. sure the original Twisted Metal had some trophies. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't leave it to the fan base, so they just put in like two trophies in yeah. a platinum. <laughs> yeah. Check me out. Yeah. Spam. Also, the Vita TV will have recorder and media storage abilities. I don't know what that means exactly, but the possibility to store media, record your gameplay or you, whatever you're streaming. Record your stored stuff. media. Cool. Sure. Store uh, your recorded uh, media. <laughs> also, uh, we saw the PlayStation 4 app 
that will be used on smartphones and how it can be used to stream mobile games to devices through your PlayStation 4. It's that's all sorts of complicated and we don't quite understand what that means that yet. That sounds really complicated. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but um coming from the PlayStation Mobile app and all of these streaming things, they're saying Sony officially said that they want to be able to stream in the future to not only TVs but to phones and PCs, all PlayStation games. Mm. So they want the ability to in the future you can play like PlayStation will be a brand like Steam in a way okay. so that you'll be able to on any device oh on your PC play your PS4 games you know it's it'll no longer be required by a hardware component that it'll be just a service that's offered is the PlayStation brand that's awesome they're really taking it in a new direction yeah i think it's a good step for them for sure i mean with Gaikai we always wondered what the potential would be uh-huh. we'll have to see how these all play out obviously cuz yeah. we don't know how well it's going to work, especially at launch. God only knows. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a snafu. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope not, but uh, not to be outdone, though, of course, uh, Microsoft announced that the Xbox One could eventually offer backwards compatibility through the cloud, which is kind of ambiguous and kind of exactly what Gaikai does. But mm-hmm. the, them saying it could eventually happen when they're only months out from the console means that Gaikai will definitely be doing it before Microsoft does. So, Well, it means that, oh, Sony's doing it crap yeah (laughs) oh yeah right uh um all right and then the rest of the games that we've got let's see uh deep down yeah we learned is a not only a ps4 exclusive Mm -hmm. but that it's also free to play Mm -hmm. and that also the series of caves will be randomly generated yeah so each playthrough will be completely different dude i can't wait and the setting is New York City in 2094. I'm bouncing my feet up and Whatever down like that a little means. kid. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It looks pretty awesome. That game continues to confuse with each trailer we see and each gameplay video we notice. Yeah, I know. It's weird stuff. It's like, oh yeah, we're back in medieval times in 2094. What's happening here? I mean, the reveal trailer made it look like, you know, it's a Dark Souls kind of game. And now it's obviously yeah. way, way different. Yeah. It's, but that's th- fine. There's a lot more to it, which is good because... There are a lot of games out there that are getting the it's just another Dark Souls clone moniker and right. everything needs to be able to differentiate itself from the pack later in a yep. way, you know. Uh, also, we got the gameplay reveal trailer of The Evil Within, which yep. was awesome. Uh-huh. Fans of RE4 and anything survival horror, especially silent hill and things like that are going to love this it reminds me a lot of resident evil 4 in the art style the character design the actual like shadows and the pacing of your character the way he moves and things it reminds me a lot of leon it's almost as if leon and oh, i forget the other guy's name the spanish dude in resident evil 4 Whatever, Miguel. I don't know. I'm making that up. That's racist. Uh, <laughs> Is that the guy in the third game? No, no. RE4 only. Okay. That's uh, Carlos Oliveira that you're yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But either way, so it 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 kind of reminds me of D as well because in the gameplay trailer, it's like these cops show up to a scene where there's a lot of cop cars out front, but there's no cops to be found. And they walk in and it's just like a slaughterhouse in there. And they're like, what happened? Right. And, uh, but craziness is happening in there. It's not just normal survival horror because you notice on one of the cameras, you see someone move supernaturally fast, yeah. like fly down a cor- corridor and impale someone with their arm instantly. And it's like, yeah. whoa, that's like Wesker style stuff from Resident Evil. So right. we'll have to see where that goes. But I like that. 
Also a PS4 indie game, Pavilion, that I will leave a link for the trailer. Everyone should take a look at that. PS4 has got so many awesome indie games coming out. It's just, I, I know it's a lot to comprehend this entire list of indie games that you need to be playing or need to be excited about, but that's definitely one of them. Also, the Rocksmith trailer, Rocksmith 2014 trailer, showed learning guitar through arcade games. So it was kind of cool because it was showing that you're not just playing the game like it's a rock band or Guitar Hero kind of game. There, There is that mode within the game, but there are also many games meant to teach you chord progressions and how to play different kinds of licks and different hand movements, but without making you think that you're learning them through like mini games and things. Neat. It's complicated. Like you're actually man- manipulating a game in front of you that doesn't look like Guitar Hero, but it's teaching you how to play guitar. It's all sorts of weird. Yeah, it's cool. It sounds like the evolution of of the game. You know, they're trying to get closer to real guitar, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's at this point, I can't even consider it in the same like league as Guitar Hero or Rock Band. It's an inst- instructional tool more than it is a game like those are games, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, especially from a guitar standpoint. Hello, there are more than five things to touch on a guitar. <laughs> There's a lot more. Right. <laughs> also, we saw Yakuza Ishin, the newest iteration of the Yakuza franchise, which essentially looks like the Yakuza games meets GTA in how it's like open world, still kind of like Shogun Japan in a way. Uh, there's a lot of samurai battles and things like that, but also still a bit of the Yakuza vibe. Very little gunplay, mostly swordplay from what I saw. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Interesting news. Uh, apparently, the description was misleading. Okay, so, I mean, it's Japanese game, so they mentioned one character laying with another character. And it was like that wording sent Japanese people to like, hate, 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 because that wording means like adultery and all sorts of craziness and stuff. It's just like weird. Yeah, never mind you guys watch like hentai... <laughs> tentacle porn well not everyone in japan does though that's a lie <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> you're joking and then we also saw batman arkham origin stuff we saw we got information about the dlc which is ps3 exclusive uh including the original adam west batman costume but with oh god but with this batman in it so it looks hilarious because it looks like <laughs> this gigantic ripped Batman put on the 50s costume. Yeah. Like it barely fits him and he's like ripped underneath. Adam West never looked that intimidating as Wearing Batman. Cloth. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing like spandex. Like skinny pants. Yeah. Ridiculous. But the, the multiplayer looked really interesting. It made me excited to want to play a game like that. Like I can I, I get the what they're going for and it makes sense for that kind of universe. Also have to make mention of the fact that Troy Baker is the Joker from what I'm hearing in the multiplayer. Holy cow. What a good job. Yeah. GD it, Troy Baker. You're just so effing good. <laughs> I mean, S. That was an effing G. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. All right. So past G- TGS, onto the just regular news that we care about. Valve last weekend, or just before the weekend, uh, hinted that there would be announcements this week. Do you know what those announcements are? No. Okay. Well, first one won't really be that enticing to you, I'm sure. 
there is a Valve game-focused OS called Steam OS. It is going to be a Linux distribution. It's like the Steam box, right? Are they ever going to actually make that thing? That might be also revealed in the next few days. Because they did okay. say three big ones, and they have not said three things yet. Okay. So that, There are more things left yeah. to say. So, so far, we've just got the Steam OS, which... I'm thoroughly thrilled with because Linux does not get enough games on its platform for sure. Right. And the fact that it's a Steam OS means that it's going to be streamlined for gameplay. And that means incredible things for the uh, actual like stability of the platform. You know? Right. It, it's their first time ever doing something like this too. So it'll be interesting to see how their foray into it goes. I mean, there's so many Linux distributions that it's... A, it's hard to really pick something if you don't understand Linux and you don't know what your what the end user really needs. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, also announced that Steam will now be granting access to music, movies, and TV shows, becoming huh. a full distribution service for like everything. That's interesting. Yes, Valve is about to take over the world of online distribution. Basically, you think so? I think so. I think that they're prepped for it you know they have the money and the resources and they've been developing for years stuff that we don't know anything about right all we know is this you know nefarious steam box that (laughs) has not actually been shown or talked about besides like hints you know all these teases that they give us and that's it yeah i haven't heard anything about in a while yeah i was excited about it like a year ago yeah right (laughs) uh so now it seems less exciting i think with next gen coming out and everything but it's it still means big things because it means that Valve is now taking a jump into the console market. And even if that just competes with the Ouya and the Roku and things like that, especially now that it will offer music movies and uh, TV shows on their on their service, that it's going to change the way we look at Steam altogether. Right. It seems like the next you know Netflix-esque kind of box where you can play games on it too. Yeah. Sort of like the original Wii. It's going to get to a point where we won't have anything to call it. Like, what What do you call it? Do you call it a console? Do you call it a streaming device? Like, do you call it a media center? It's like everything. It the original Xbox One? It, it, you know. <laughs> well, it's not always on, so. Oh. Oh, snap. Well, so yeah, it's uh, interesting. I love Valve. I think they do amazing things. Valve's they've, great. They've obviously pioneered most things in the industry. Right. All the microtransactions are mimicking what Steve did. Steve. <laughs> Steve did awesome shit, dude. Great job, Steve. <laughs> High five, Steve. You're about ready for a promotion. Well there, done. Steve. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, yeah. Steve, come work for Valve. Keep your eyes and ears open for whatever else they have to say soon. Also, the, of, the official Xbox One Doritos and Mountain Dew are here. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what it is about these junk foods. I mean, they always have like their Call of Duty, like double XP crap and stuff like that. That is like the worst Just, possible health decision yeah, you can make. Yeah. Let's drink Mountain Dew yep. and sit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. I've survived long car trips with it. I've survived gaming marathons with Mountain Dew. I lived so off awful. Mountain Dew for years. It was like the one soda that I drank. Oh, God. Um, Did and, you drink water during that time period? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I drank water when I was physically exerting myself, and that's about it. Every <laughs> other time of the Mountain day, Dew. though, just Mountain Dew. The <laughs> you downside... more Mountain Dew when you're exerting yourself? 
No, no, There's thankfully. Mountain Dew mixed with Red No, Bull. I then I drank Powerade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I took awesome decisions. Uh, I took awesome. Yeah. I took awesome decisions and I put them right in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh I I don't know what to say about that. I guess I'm just disappointed because I wish there were more healthy alternatives. Not that you need to be like carrots and dumb shit, but you know, since adopting this new diet that I've been on for, for my skin, I've just felt better. I mean, I used to eat the crappiest food. Like, I mean, you know, we had that whole joke about cookie cake. I would yeah. just randomly come home after work with a cookie cake and we'd devour the thing. Well, there's nothing wrong with indulging. Except that I did it every day. Like, it right, was literally like right. my diet was like cookies and right. like milk and then like ramen noodles. Yeah, I guess what I ate. everything in moderation, right? You know, like there is nothing wrong with eating a ton of crappy food as long as you're not doing it all the time right if you like once in a blue moon just like pig out for no reason but you're still a healthy person who exercises and eats healthy it's not really going to have or much of an effect if any on your body because you're still regulating it at all other times it's when your only option for your body is that crap that it just has to deal with it you know and most of that stuff is like processed created food you know like what is doritos it doesn't grow out of the ground or something (laughs) it starts as corn man holy cow corn with have you seen those pictures of like the monsanto guys in the in the uh in the farm fields that are they're wearing like apocalypse level gas masks oh yeah i've seen those yeah and then people eat this stuff it's disgusting well that's why everybody that's why the big like organic and farm fresh movement really picked up is because we didn't know any better. And then once right. the internet allowed people to be like, this company used out, pesticides and then suddenly it spreads across the internet like wildfire. Then people mm-hmm. were like, Oh, I no longer ever want anything to do with what I'm putting in my body on a daily basis. Yeah. My girlfriend splits a family share with uh, two other people and she gets an enormous amount of, uh, organic locally grown groceries for like ten dollars a week nice and it's so much food and she never knows what she's gonna get but it's cool because then you can like you know figure out recipes you want to make with it yeah but i mean it's 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 such a great way to eat yeah i mean that's why places like trader joe's have also become so popular and yeah my mom started shopping there exclusively and she's lost like 20 pounds yeah trader joe's is great well and yeah you know they have hipsters to thank for their (laughs) existence but we have something to thank hipsters for yeah holy shit (laughs) it's a new dawn it's a new day (laughs) it's a new life for me did did you know that song previous to me having it as a ringtone i did not know that song previous to muse okay oh yeah you were telling me that muse did a cover of it yep because that was also the soundtrack for saboteur which was a game that I played religiously for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I, yeah, that sounds familiar. Saboteur was fun. It was like, kind of like GTA in a way. It was a completely open world Paris under Nazi rule during World War II. You played as an Irishman. Oh, okay. And then as you took down Nazi forces in an area, you would restore color to the area because it would be black and white whenever you were in an area that was Nazi controlled. Oh, that's neat. Like a blob or something. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Cool. So uh, it was fun. Also, it was an Irish protagonist, and that like never happens in games ever. Die, you piece of shite! As he throws his whiskey Molotovs. <laughs> he wouldn't be wasting that stuff, man. Vodka bombs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, awesome! 
Way to hate on my culture, buddy. Giant whips made of red hair. <laughs> new Deus Ex and Hitman trademarks were filed in Europe. So that means there's new Deus Ex and Hitman coming, which I guess is to be expected. But good, considering the layoffs that happened at those studios. Yeah, sad. I'm just glad to hear that those franchises live on mm -hmm. because I, I loved uh, Deus Ex. Isn't that so ironic, Revolution. though? I mean, they make an amazing game, and the studio closes, and then the game goes on after the like the people that made the game lose their jobs. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, in most situations like that, there's always a chance for them to come back later on. Sure. I mean, in in the world of gaming today, as far as development goes, there are tons of projects that people only are employed during one particular one particular phase in the like development yeah and then once their job is no longer needed that's it you performed your service for the game and you're you're done right thanks you know? bye yeah yeah and uh yeah, that's the way it goes unfortunately thousands upon thousands of people have lost their jobs have been relocated in the industry this year and there's a website that you can actually track the exact number of people uh, huh. and it's uh it's a sad website I'll put it in the description if you want to be depressed. You want to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you feeling too happy today? Yeah, we have a solution for you. <laughs> Indeed. Ski. By the way, if you <laughs> if you live in Orlando, I hope you're going to the Halloween Horror Nights or Haunted Nights at Universal Studios because there's some awesome stuff. First of all, not completely related to gaming, Evil Dead is being like recreated there. I want to see that new movie. Which is... I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, you haven't. You should yeah. totally check that out. You said it was pretty good, right? I appreciated it for what it is. If you're looking for something that's like brand new and a new take on things completely, no, it does a lot of things that movies have already done, but uh -huh. it just does them so well for yeah. what that movie is. The trailer creeped me out. Yeah. If the movie's in like the trailer, it... Uh... Yeah, It'd probably be a good watch. I mean, it's it's another one of those horror movies where you'll spend the whole movie going, "Why are you doing that? No, go this way. Oh, Stop I hate doing this." But then again, I guess every horror movie needs that. If all the characters were too smart for the villainous character, it just wouldn't be any fun. But wouldn't that make it even scarier if they were making really smart decisions and yet they were thwarted at like every corner? People were just dying left and right. I guess, despite the fact they were all like making brilliant moves, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. A movie like that wouldn't sell the same. You know, people love that element of the stupid character who yeah. gets axed and stuff like that. Right, because like, then they get to be like, no, stop, turn around, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it, there's something about that that people latch onto in those movies. Yeah. So, um, But the one that's notable that is games related, Resident Evil 2 was recreated. And I mean oh, like... Shit. Like the streets and everything? Like the police station looks just like it from the outside view you're looking at it and i was just like whoa like i'm waiting to hear the dun of the like bell and everything <laughs> that's like, awesome terrifying i would love to go see that stuff oh yeah. man that is really cool so i know that at least one of you that listens to us lives somewhere near there let us know maybe it's max the white my dad is kind of guys? close to there but well he won't appreciate it i'll be like dead I have a <laughs> go go to the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what do you Dad, seriously, try and be interested in what I'm about to tell you right now. You'd be like, try real hard. Oh well, all right. Go check it out. Is that, that how your dad sounds? Response. Yeah. Okay. Be like, okay. <laughs> awesome. So, I I loved this title, by the way. Rich Maniac. <laughs> yeah, that that's how it starts. That's how it starts. So 
that immediately made me go before i even knew the rest of the sentence i was going to stop there anyway uh (laughs) i was interested and wanted to read more rich maniac still wants to build a real rapture wow so really this guy the paypal founder okay peter thiel has been trying to get this off the ground for years now but this last week, he took one step closer to his dream of building an aquatic utopia populated solely by rich slash smart slash weird folks, quote unquote, who wish to demonstrate new ways of living together. Dude, this is creepy. So, is yeah, this like part, Is this part of like the new world order strategy where they <laughs> yeah. bomb the whole world and they're like safe in their little underwater utopia? The founder of PayPal obviously has information that we don't know yet. So Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, so his Seasteading Institute ran an Indiegogo campaign that closed last Friday, raising funds for a design for their planned floating city, which would be parked somewhere off the coast of San Francisco. Before you get too concerned, this is a long way from getting done. Like, it'll never happen. The amount of money they'd need to build something like this is astronomical. Yeah. It's why floating cities don't, you know, already exist somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and crowdsourcing campaigns coupled with diplomacy aren't going to get anywhere near the needed amount. But uh, <laughs> crowdsourcing I, campaigns, yeah, <laughs> hey, give me money for something you'll never be rich enough to visit. Yeah, <laughs> I did like this top comment. It's probably better if all the super rich people live in an underwater city in Mariana Trench. Society would improve vastly when the bubble pops. <laughs> The Mariana Trap. <laughs> That's the first thing I was yeah. thinking. We need to re, 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 re record it in the deepest, most blackest part of the ocean. <laughs> there. Right there. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the reference, you're dead inside. It's from a show called uh, Metal Splopocalypse. Metal Splopocalypse. Band called uh, Death Clamp. So, Blizzard has lots of news actually but the one that i want to talk about right now blizzard is pulling the plug on the diablo 3 auction houses meaning meaning they've announced that gold and real money auction houses that are currently part of diablo 3 will be closing those systems are slated for removal march 18th 2014 why that was like their whole business model right it's interesting the game director josh Musketa and production director John Height posted on Blizzard's website saying that the Loot 2.0 system coming with the Reaper of Souls expansion will bring Diablo back to its roots of monster killing and loot collection. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm a little excited. Yeah, basically they're saying that the way that this new DLC is designed, the auction house ruins everything about it. Mm -hmm. The, The loot drops have been basically like nullified by the fact that you can just go to the auction house with real money and buy whatever you want. Right. And also people profiting off the auction house in game is it's just not the game that that's not how they wanted Diablo to be received or I know, to be performed. And, and that's great. I mean I'm surprised that they're doing it, but it it really restores my faith because it's not a it's not a good business decision. No. They're going to be making way 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 in fact they're going to not going to be making any money past the actual sale of the game now. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure they have some tricks up up their sleeve, so to speak, but I wow, I'm a little blown away. Yeah. And I think that's really great. It's a brilliant surprise in a way because uh I mean, the auction houses have been have been deemed the weakest and most debilitating part of the Diablo 3 experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh in fact, many people flock to the console version partly to get away from the auction houses apparently. Interesting. 
so those versions, uh, they don't have it and they won't get it, right? Right. Okay. Huh. Which is, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, for, for people that are only playing on console, they won't know any better anyway. Uh-huh. You know, it's, right. it's like something completely uh, new to them that auction houses could even exist. That's good. That's, it's funny. It's almost like a fresh take on, <laughs> you know, old school Diablo. It's like they're bringing it back. Yeah, right. Also, we're not going to talk about this right now because there's a lot of news regarding it, but it's like everything is like bouncing back and forth and it, it's a daily thing. So once there's set news, we'll confirm or deny, have opinions, whatever. Uh, but Vivendi is fighting to keep Activision Blizzard sell-off rolling. So there's a selling of the company. Investors got really upset decided to take them to court over the fact that they're trying to make these moves and Activision is appealing the halting of the buyout. It's a big mess, it looks like. And we'll have to see how this really influences the company and and what the future of this is going to be. I don't really... That's fine. I mean, Blizzard is Blizzard. They'll always make amazing stuff. Blizzard is Blizzard. So I don't really care who owns them. Unfortunately, we have talked for so long and this has gone on for such an immense amount of time that uh, we're going to have to cut this into two parts. And on top of that, we won't have time to address you, the listeners. But remember, you can send your questions and comments to us by way of emailing us at IRLGameChat at gmail.com or by tweeting us at IRLGameChat. And uh, thank you guys for your submissions so far. We will get to more of the things you have to say. And uh, yeah, please feel free to be a part of this conversation. Well, ladies and gents, that'll do it for episode 16 here on IRL Game Chat. As always, if you're listening to us, thank you. And remember that you're not just a listener, you're You're also a friend. So feel free to hit us up anywhere you can find us on the interwebs. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio, whatever you find us on, please give us a favorite, a rating, whatever it takes. You know, share us with your friends, help make us popular. Spread the word. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. The word of bird. Don't spread that word. Just spread yeah. our word. Spread the word of Jude. Legs is the word. Now go home and spread it. <laughs> on Twitter, I am Mr. Spud Winters and Luke is Level Up Luke. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash IRL Game Chat. Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys. And game on.
How ready are you, sir? I'm ready. I'm ready. That, okay. That's a little crazy. Good to know. Whoa! (laughs) 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 So, like, 80s freak out. (laughs) Whoa! Uh...